Hello, wonderful world. Welcome back to Enter the Metaverse. On today's podcast, we have special special guest, Sanjeep Nandi, founder of Luvo, a revolutionary wellness app used for vi- using vibrational meditation. Uh, and he's also an author of a book called The Man Without Zero Talent, with zero talent, sorry. So welcome, San- Sanjeep. And... Uh, how are you today? I'm good, Sean. Thanks for inviting me in your show. I think I can give some of the useful information to your listeners so that they can benefit from my life experience. All right. Uh, do you want to get into your to how how you became on this path and what what what's your backstory first? Okay. So, Sean, I am basically from India. And I have lived in India for 26 years. And I finished my pharmacy schooling in India. And after finishing my pharmacy schooling, I worked in India for a couple of years. And I was looking for a better opportunity. And I decided to move to London to have a better life. Uh, So in 2002, I moved to London. I worked there for five years. And after working there for five years, again, I was looking for a better opportunity so that I can, you know, improve my lifestyle. So I decided to try coming to U.S. In 2008, I came to U.S. and I have been living here for the past 14 years. 14 years in the United States. Okay. So you're a... What type of doctor profession did you be, did you go, go into so my intention was to pursue a doctor but as i was not selected to pursue a doctor i decided to do pharmacy so i am basically basically a licensed pharmacist working in the united states okay so licensed pharmacy and how for this, like, I want to, I want to know how, how much schooling do you have to do to, to get into pharmacy versus doctor? Uh, we have to do 40. When I did it, we have to do 40 years, but nowadays it's five years of schooling. Just to become a doctor for pharmacy? Pharmacy. Pharmacy. Oh, okay. yeah. And it's the same with the doctor. We have to do a six month internship once we finish five years. And doctors, I think it's two or three years after finishing five years of schooling. So that's better now, but it's more condensed. And it's like really, it's a lot to take in within that limited time. Oh, yes. Yes. Okay. So you, your life had a lot of, had a lot of uh, challenges, correct? Like you, you, you were facing things that you, that decided I'm going to make a meditation app. Oh, yes, definitely. Um, My aim was to make a meditation app. You know, it came along the way. When I was trying to improve my life, you know, when I was at the bottom of my life, I thought, okay, I have to do something. Otherwise, you know, my life is going to go downhill. So in 2017, I decided, you know, as my mind was too restless that, okay, why don't I start meditation? 
And as I am from India and meditation has originated either in India or Bhutan, which is, you know, Tibet. So I decided why don't I try it for a couple of months and see whether it helps me or not. And after doing it for six to eight weeks, uh, I see that, you know, there has been so many changes. I was more calm. My focus level has improved. I was like less overeating and my drinking habits was uh, starting to change. So by seeing these changes, I decided to continue more and more. So that led me to try meditation in first place. But when I started meditation, my intention was never to make a meditation app. By doing that, it came along the way. And I thought, okay, when it has helped me so much, why don't I write a book about my self-transformation? And once I wrote that book, this app is the extension of my book. So and the book, the, yes. go ahead, go ahead. So Sean, this is a free app. You know, there is no money whatsoever for the users to pay for it. Like most of the meditation app charges $70-$200 per annum. So the benefit of this is anybody can download it for free because as you know that so many people are struggling in life regarding mental health to improve themselves. And if I tell somebody who is already struggling to pay $100, it's kind of a burden to them. So it's basically a free app so that people can use advantage of what I have learned and what I have you know, implemented in that app. I haven't had a chance to download or look at the app yet. I was going to do it today, but I had another appointment before this one. Uh, yeah, I will get it for sure because yes. I really, I love meditation apps. I kind of get, I get like, I'm a collector of them <laughs> kind of a little bit, but yeah. Now, do you, when you say vibrational meditation, what do you mean by that? So Sean, basically meditation is a mental exercise. Like, you know, I don't relate it to any kind of religion. It's a form of exercise to improve your focus or concentration. Like meditation can be done by focusing on an object or a thing or a breath. As you know, you do meditation. So what I have implemented in my app, what I have have, you know, vibrational therapy has been used for long years to improve pain and increase the dopamine level in our brain. So what we are doing in this app, we are giving vibrational frequency from 100 to 200 hertz from the palm of the hand. And what it will do is there are four kinds of brain waves. You know, if you take it, you know, like four or you can say five kinds of brain waves, there is uh, alpha, beta, uh, gamma, theta, and delta waves. So what it does, like when I'm speaking to you right now, we are, you know, we both are in alpha state, in beta state. So when we sleep, it's the delta state. When we wake up just from sleep, we are in alpha state. And when we are working, we are in beta states. So what that app will teach you is teaching you to go from beta state to alpha state. 
and slowly you will train your mind to go to delta states, which is kind of a sleep state. So when you are able to change your brave waves at will, at your own will, it's easier to take control of your mind. I, I agree with taking control of your mind and it, it's easier. I use it to also lower my heart rate because I had, I used to have a, a syndrome called WPW. If you, if you're familiar with that Wolf Parkinson white syndrome yes. and they did an ablation, mm -hmm. but I noticed that sometimes my, my heart does get spiky and I noticed that mm -hmm. meditation truly helps regulating my heart rate. Yes, definitely. Because again, um, breathing, our respiration is all controlled by autonomic nervous system, which is a part in our brain. So like body temperature regulation, breathing, if everything is controlled by the autonomic system, it means you are not controlling it. But by doing meditation, what you are doing is you are, you know, controlling that automatic, uh, autonomic nervous system to a point so that you can regulate your, you know, heart rate and breathing and temperature. So, you know, meditation has a lot of effect and I have done extensive research about what are the scientific benefits which it does and how it affects our brain. Because what I feel is change can only be possible if you are changing the brain. I can motivate you by a speech. I can, you know, motivate you for one or two days. But motivation doesn't last because, you know, we are not changing the physical and the chemical structure of the brain. And if we are able to change the brain, you know, structure physically, chemically, and structurally, the change becomes permanent. I, I believe that what you're saying, what you're trying to say is like that practicing this, this, this practice of meditation will ingrain it in the brain so it becomes natural? Is that what you're trying to say? Uh, no, I'm not trying to say it becomes natural. Meditation is something like that. You have to do it every single day or at least four or five uh, times a day, four or five times a week. Like Sean, I do experiment on myself. Like sometimes I will stop meditation and try to see, okay, what it is doing to me. And when I see if I don't do it for a month, I am back to the original state. Few days is fine. Like if I don't do it for seven days, I'm still, you know, working in the same efficiency. But if I stop it for one month, I'm, you know, back to that restless state. So meditation is something which you have to keep doing it for years. Even if you have done for five years, you have to keep doing it. This is a lifelong skill. So it, it cannot be stopped. You know, again, this is my perception. This is what I have learned in the five years. And that is, again, my opinion. I don't say, you know, people might have a different opinion, but I definitely think that it has to be done at least three or four times a week and it has to be continuous. On, on your app, do you, how many different types, like, are there categories? I don't know how it looks like for, for your, so for your we, Yes. So we have categorized meditation into three sections. Meditation for blocked chakra, meditation for manifestation, 
and meditation for high performance. Okay. Chakra, um, manifestation, and high performance. High performance. Because, Sean, what I believe is like you have seen in different apps, like there is meditation for sleep, there is a meditation for anxiety, there is depression. But what I believe is this is all interrelated. You cannot say that if I have, I'm having anxiety, definitely after, you know, few days, I will have sleep issues. And once I'm having sleep issues, my performance will go down. So how do we differentiate that anxiety is a different part, sleep is a different part, and performance is a different part? If we are taking care of overall health, and that is what separates Luvo from any other app, because we don't say this is only about meditation. Luvo has different segments, like, you know, meditation is just a part of Luvo. Like it has exercise, then it has water log, then it has sleep analysis. We have mood checks, gratitude, breathing exercises. We have blogs to you know pass on knowledge to the users. So Luvo is a overall app. It's for overall health and well-being of a person. Because I definitely believe that meditation is one thing which has definitely changed my life, but meditation cannot be the only thing. There has to be other things which has to be implemented in anybody's life to become better than they were before. So yeah, self in well, that's I like it how how it's like well-rounded and it's not just meditation. It has a whole bunch of features as well. I haven't, I wish I, I, I looked at it before I started the podcast, but I will eventually uh, today. I'm going to download it probably right after this podcast. But um, now, sorry, uh, your, your book, your book. Now, could you explain a little bit about your book? Uh, so, yes. So once I started my, you know, a journey of self-transformation in 2017, and it took me uh, close to two years or two and a half years. And once I have learned everything and it has completely changed my life, Sean. So once it has changed my life, I thought, why, why shouldn't I write a book so that it might help somebody who might be in need of you know, a life path so that they can improve their life. Because when I was stuck in my life, I don't know what to do in my life. I was looking for a solution, but there was no you know, ready-made solution. So the reason for writing this book is to give a straight path to any user that if you do these things, it will definitely improve your life. So I have 10 chapters in my book. And the first chapter, which is, is life is messy. As Sean, you know that we all have problems in life. We all have difficulties. And when we are faced with a difficult situation, every one of us think why this is happening to us. But the reality is everybody is facing with one or a different, you know, different problems. My problem might be different from you or your problem might be different from somebody else. 
but everybody has some kind of problems they are dealing with. I will say after a certain age, when you are a child, it's a different story. But once you are a 20 or 25, you have some of the other issues which you are dealing with constantly. The, so the first chapter is about, you know, life is messy and it is the same for everyone. And if I look back into my parents' life, they have a very simple life, but still they have problems. And if I look into the future, I have a son who is 13 years old, he will have problems in his life and he will you know, fall face down in his life too. The question is, how do you get back you know, when you fall down? And that is what if I can teach somebody or teach the younger generation that you know, it is possible to come back from whatever problems you are facing it. The second thing you know, which I've written in the first chapter is we always have a choice. Like, I can decide to sit in my couch and do nothing and hope that my life will change, which is not possible. Or I can, you know, think of or try to go to the gym, work out and make myself fit and healthy. The choice is always up to me. And if I wanted to be, you know, rich and successful, I have to work hard and do not procrastinate. So the choice is always to the individual what they wanted to do in their life. And nobody can take a choice on the other person's behalf. So the second I, thing is, you know, have a choice. Yeah, you want to say something? Yeah, I, I like in the first chapter, it, it kind of goes with the second chapter. But, but when, you, when you're facing um, challenges in your life, you have to be willing to to make the change and pivot from wherever you are to uh to to the align yourself with the goal that you want to accomplish to be successful yes and it's definitely strong yeah and you have a choice we have all have free will as human beings to to decide when and how we're going to do it yes so you said it exactly you know what i wanted to say that once, once we are faced with a difficult situation, we should have a goal or a vision about, you know, your life. Okay, you know, according to my standard, this is the goal which I wanted to achieve in the next few years or at least a month. Because if you are looking forward, you cannot think negative. You are thinking positive. And that is the second chapter, which is looking forward. You cannot change what has already happened to you but you can always look forward. And the best way to look forward is having a goal. And Sean, I'm just telling you through my experience that you can be a 16 year old kid or a 65 year old man. You always have to have some kind of goal or a vision in your life, even if you are 65. Because you know, when you are 65, if you're not looking forward to something, and it can be a small thing like, I want to see my grandson graduate. But you are looking forward to something in your life which helps you to move forward. And that we have to always maintain it. I cannot say, okay, you know, I have achieved this, what I wanted to achieve. My dreams is done, my goals is achieved. You cannot stop there. Then what happens, there is an existential vacuum. Okay, I have achieved everything. Like it happened to Michael Phelps. He went to Beijing, he won five or six gold. Now his goal was achieved. 
He won everything. The next day he was depressed. What should I do with my life? Everything is, I got it. So having a goal is definitely important, but you have to always, you know, moving ahead and, you know, setting a different goal. Does it resonate with what I'm saying? Absolutely. I, I agree. It, it, having, having something to look forward to, so you don't have to ponder over the past and be like, oh, I made a mistake here. I, I could have did this. I could have did that better. I mean, you still have, you're still improving from your mistakes, yes. but you want to keep the past out of it and go move forward. Even if you don't reach your goal, there's still next, there's still tomorrow, right? Yes, absolutely. Sean, you are absolutely to the point because we have to take the journey. There is no destination. If I say, you know, my destination is to make an app, what should I do next? So it's all about taking the journey. And the true fact is we all do mistakes. We are human. We are going to do mistakes. We are doing, going to do blunders in our life. But rather than being stagnant at that point, try to improve, you know, what you can improve at that time. So which is definitely much better than, you know, being in one position. So, so you know, I absolutely agree with what you said that, you know, we have to just keep moving forward and keep improving ourselves. Yeah, I have a wallpaper. I used to have a wallpaper on my computer. It said, start where you are, do what you can, use what you have. Or oh, maybe yes. it was in a different order, but it was it was very simple. And I it was like three short sentences. And I'm like, this is what keeps me going for for the time. And I, I never forgot it. So really, like a lot of people think, oh, I need this to start. No, you don't. You don't need a fancy whatever, right? You just use what you have. If you don't have it, you might know people who might have something that you need that you can borrow or whatever it is. Like, for example, a podcast. If you don't have the proper equipment, you can borrow equipment, right? You don't have to buy it. Or maybe you don't need the fanciest whatever to start whatever you want to do. But um, just an example there. Yes. There is always a way, Sean, if you wanted to do it. You know, if you are so much inclined to do anything, you will find the solution coming to you rather than you going to the solution. You know, it, it automatically is, you know, from, from, you know, like the universe is conspiring against you to give you the thing, you know, what you wanted. But you have to be that much intentional that, you know, I want it. That has to be there. Yeah, like I, I like the quote that I think it was Jim Carrey said. He said, the universe, I, I don't even know if he came up with it, but he's like, the universe is not working for against you, it's working for you. Oh, yes. And I, I really agree with that statement because, because uh, whatever you put out into the universe is going to listen and it's going to give it back to you as long oh, yes. as you're not chasing it. Like, just let it happen, let, let go let the universe take care of it. Just make sure you announce it. You either write it down, like you want to do your... I, I I believe in manifestation a lot. So I believe in writing stuff down, saying it out loud, and then and letting letting people know. Like, you don't have to, like, let everybody know, but, like, you know, yeah. like, let the universe know, right? So... Yes. Yeah, definitely, I agree with you. So 
when I was doing my self-transformation journey, you know, I set up a goal that I wanted to become a speaker. And Sean, frankly speaking, I am nervous, petrified, scared of public speaking. Five years, you know, before now, if somebody would have told me I can become a speaker, you know, I would have said, no, you know, I don't have those capabilities to become a speaker. But I repeated it so many times. I use that as a mantra that I am the best speaker in the world. And, and I don't have to prove it to anybody. You know, it's, it's a mantra just for me. And what I feel, feel that I don't have to be better than you in public speaking. If I am improving it, my competition is always with me. And if I am improving it, you know, that gives me most happiness that, you know, I am improved from a month back or a one year back. That is the most satisfaction and happiness which can give it to you rather than you comparing it with somebody else. Yeah, compare. I, I don't know. There was a quote and I don't remember how it goes, but like when you compare, that's what causes more more depression I, I it's totally not the quote at all but like yeah, means, we enjoying yes. the process of the journey is is the most important part and seeing improvements within yourself do not compare and just like rate yourself for yourself yes yes it means that's definitely true for everybody and i think you know that is one of the element of happiness if you want it to be happy, don't compare your life or your things with anybody else. Like everybody is fighting their own struggles. You have your own struggles. I have my own struggles. But if I'm doing what is right for me, then I'm definitely improving it. And there is no competition. Like if I know that I have you know, improved one person from day before yesterday, that is definitely an improvement and which will definitely give me happiness. Yeah, I, I agree with that as well because when I first started the podcast, we didn't get much uh, feedback, but we still don't get a ton of feedback. But I knew that we were touching at least one person's life and I'm like, if even if it's one person at the, at the time when I first start, even if it's down the year when I've done a, like a whole bunch of podcasts, I think that eventually it's going to pick up and it's going to grow. It starts with one, it starts with one person. Yes. And if that person is profoundly affected by it, they're going to tell their friends and it's just going to spread. Even if they don't tell anybody, it's just going to spread anyway. Just the way that the universe works, the like attracts like. Yes, I definitely agree with you. And that is my goal, Sean, at the, t uh, at the same time, that I wanted to influence just one person one single day. That is the goal. You know, I don't have to change the whole universe. And if I think that I will change the whole universe, that is, a, a, again, a you know, wrong statement. It's hard to change everyone. But if we can definitely change one human being per day, which is definitely much achievable and you know i'm happy doing that and that is again what is the reason i wanted to become a speaker is you know that is the reason i wanted to just touch one life every day now how often do you meditate per day when you do med i'm not gonna ask you how many days of meditate you do in a month maybe i don't know do you do it every day do you it's i like do it every day 
do it every day okay yes once a day or twice a day or like does it sometimes you just do do it twice a day i try to do twice a day sometimes i do thrice a day as well again every day is different but what you know i like to experiment on myself so like i have increased my meditation at one i started with 5 or 10 minutes i try to maintain it for 20 minutes like two sessions 20 minutes in the morning and 20 in the evening and i try to do first thing in the morning when i wake up again you know that is very important and if you cannot do it you know it's best to do it whatever time you get it but if it is possible for you to do early in the morning when you wake up because that is the right time because at that time your brain waves is going you know when you wake up it's in alpha state and at that time you can manifest so many things if you are you know doing it right and like you can use a mantra or you can use like i wanted to become a good speaker it will resonate with you know your meditation and it you can achieve a lot of things by doing it first thing in the morning and then what happens your thoughts process is controlled the whole day when you have controlled your thoughts early first thing in the morning shawn as you know that we go through 70000 thoughts per day and 90% of those thoughts are negative like once i have controlled my thought process in the morning by you know focusing for 15 20 minutes you know the chances of going into negativity becomes less yeah i i think like you once you like if you're if you're just letting your mind race and scatter and not have really i i don't know if it's a container you would call it or just like more like a structure of how you would how would you would uh kind of start your day when you meditate versus like just you know letting everything squander because i think i think like you kind of like where you slow down your thoughts yes by by meditating in the morning and yes. you have more of a more of a plan of how how you're going to be thinking throughout the day yes yes again shawn it takes practice but once you have done for i will say 6 to 8 weeks you can see the improvements like meditation is something which is not tangible you cannot measure it but after some time you can feel it and that is the reason people are so skeptical but oh you know i don't see changes but you have to do it for a certain period of time to see the changes it's like exercise like if you go to the gym you don't see changes in a one day or two day or in a week also you will see changes in 30 days or 60 days same thing with meditation too I I was going to give you the exact exact example but we're on the we're on the same thought pattern there. <laughs> but I wanted to uh, I just read a little part of you you wrote lyrics to a song. This is kind of a random fact that you wrote that you wrote some some lyrics to some some songs in Spotify. Yes, I right now have 14 or 15 songs in Spotify. Oh or is 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 rise of the ashes is that like an album or is that a song no this is my first song and it's my story of rising from the ashes when i was struggling you know i used kind of you know i wanted to rise from my ashes 
So I kind of, you know, wrote what is my emotions. And I will definitely tell you to listen to that song, which will definitely inspire you. And I will definitely suggest your listeners to, you know, listen to my YouTube channel. It has some good inspirational song, which will, you know, help you motivate. So it's, it's a song which I never decided that, you know, I can be, you know, in this field too. As Sean and we discussed that, you know, we don't plan everything. Like, you know, the only plan when I started my self-transformation journey is I wanted to become a speaker. I wanted to change myself. But down the path, things came along my way, which I never thought I can do it. But when, when it came to my way, I thought, why should I give it a try? So I started, you know, experimenting different things. And again, you know, what meditation does is it reduces your fear level. I don't have now much fear because, you know, I have, you know, dealt with so much fear before. And scientifically speaking, you know, what happens when you do meditation? There is a part in our brain which is called amygdala, which is the fear and flight system. And it has been scientifically proven by Sarah Lazar, who's a neuroscientist at Harvard Medical College, that eight weeks of meditation reduces the electrical activity in the amygdala, which means, you know, like your thought process is a little bit controlled, you are calmer, the size of the amygdala decreases, which means that your fear, you are less fearful in a difficult situation. So once you are less fearful, you are more open to take chances in your life. You will not say, oh, you know, should I try it or should I try it? There is no harm trying new things. And the max, what will happen is you will fail as, you know, so many have people have failed. But it's always better to do new things, fail, rather than regret at 70 years of age that you did not try it. And that is the, you know, benefit of meditation that it decreases the amygdala, your fear center. Now, is there any proof about meditation any to do with anything with the pineal gland? Is there a connection between that, like can, with uh, activating? There has been a lot of things that it can activate the pineal gland, which is our enlightenment gland, you can say it. I don't have much information or much knowledge because as I am doing meditation, I don't know whether it activates it or not. But when I am in deep concentration, I have seen that I can see sometimes light in my eyebrows. Like, you know, down here, I can see different colors of light that sometimes I see blue, which is most of the cases. Sometimes I see green, but usually blue is the color which I see most often. And again, it depends upon, you know, how long I'm doing the meditation and what state of mind I am. I don't know whether it's because of the pineal gland or what is the exact reason. Now, when you talk about the mind, and I, since you are uh, versed in the medical field, um, now... I know Dr. Joe Dispenza, he talks a lot about heart and brain coherence and how the heart is its own mind. But I I was also told in another podcast, and I knew this already, where it's, we have three minds. It's not just the heart. It's not just the mind. It's also the gut. 
and like knowing what you put what you eat is going to affect the microbiome which is going to affect your mood which affects the mind and then your emotions will change as well it's all three are connected this is why we have the glands in our body and the chakras and all this stuff i'm kind of wearing a chakra t-shirt right now but <laughs> i don't know what your thoughts on that yeah, I mean, so you are definitely right. You know, 90% of the serotonin is produced in the gut. So it definitely depends what you are putting into your mouth. If you are eating healthy, which is again, you know, part of my book, you know, I think that is the sixth chapter in my book that you have to eat healthy because mind and body are related. If your mind is healthy, your body is healthy. And if your body is unhealthy, suppose you are putting junk food in your body, you are eating pizza, burgers, soda, your mind, you, your body will be lethargic. You are not uh, active, then your mind will be lethargic at the same time. So mind and body is all related. So you have to take care of body at the same time as well as the mind. And if you are taking care of both, then it becomes a weld oil machinery. You know, your heart is working properly. Your gut is fine. You know, you have serotonin releases in the brain. You have, you are calmer, more energetic. So it's all related. We cannot say that, you know, this is different segments. I will do only meditation, which is going to help. Yes, meditation is definitely. And that is the reason you have, you know, like we have to do some kind of exercise. It can be walking. It can be jogging. It can be yoga. As you know, that our ancestors are gatherers and hunters. They used to walk, you know, 10 or 15 miles every day. Now, because of this uh, sedentary lifestyle, we don't walk, we sit on our couch. It makes our life, you know, very different. So that's the reason exercise is a part of a lifestyle changes, which anybody has to implement in their life if, if they want it to get better. Now, when we say we have to um, work on our body and our and our on our mind and our and our spirit, like our, our, all the all a lot of people think, oh, that's a lot to work on, right? And like you, you really have to start at one of them slowly and just you know work it slowly. And a lot of people who don't who don't um, see results, even if they do a lot of things for a long time, they have to either. Like even if they're on medications or something like that, or they're seeing a doctor for like a, or even a even a, a exercise coach, sometimes it's good to get a second opinion at where you're at if you if you have some type of person who's helping you, because not always is that person correct. I had a I had like in my life journey, I had a gastroenterologist. He was a good gastroenterologist. I'm not saying anybody's names, but um, I got a second opinion to get more peace of mind and also to see where I can have different options. And I think that really helped with my life journey. Oh yes, definitely. Definitely. You know, you, you definitely have to take different options. As you said that we have to start our journey slowly, like, you know, take one step at a time. And that is the third chapter in my book, which is called Kaizen. And I use the word Kaizen, which is a Japanese word, which means change for good. And Kaizen has been used in the manufacturing industry 
to improve their manufacturing production you know, slowly and consistently. And the same thing has now been implemented in the self-help industry that you know, do small changes, but on a regular basis. Like what happens if I tell Sean, you have to jog tomorrow three miles, or you have to wake five o'clock in the morning. What your mind is going to say, it's going to revolt. No, I'm not going to do it. And even if you are highly motivated, you go for a jog for three miles, you will come back, your body will be aching the next day, you, your mind will say, see what happens. So that is the reason you have to take control of your mind by doing small things. Like if I say, you know, just, you know, you have to walk a block tomorrow, which your mind will say, okay, piece of cake. Or if I say you have to just read one line tomorrow, again, your mind will say, okay, you know, piece of cake. Then you can, you know, gradually build on it. The first thing is your mind is not going to revolt. Second, you, are, you, can, you can gradually improve it from the day before. And that is the role which we have to play that, you know, how to better take control of this mind. Either you control your, your mind or the mind is going to control you. As I have told you, you know, I have done an extensive research about brain. So our brain weighs three pounds, which is only 2% of our body weight. Yet it consumes 20 to 25% of our energy. Now, if the brain is consuming 20 to 25% of the energy, the role of the brain is to you know, you know, use less energy. How can I consume less energy? And the role of the brain is to keep you in an environment which is safe and healthy. If you are trying to do anything which is adventurous or anything which is risky, your mind will say, don't do it. Don't make a fool out of it. So that's the reason if you are doing slowly and consistently, you are taking a control of your mind. Did you agree with what I'm saying or do you, did you resonate with what I... I, I definitely resonate with it. It's... Uh... Like when you're, especially when you're doing adventuring things, like you're, when you meditate, I think it puts you in a state where you're not using as much energy when you do those adventurous things versus if you didn't meditate, like you can be like so stressed out and you're, you could overreact to things. I, it really helps with underreacting and, 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 uh, you know, thinking logically to get like say you're like doing like a jungle type of gym type of uh exercise for like military training type of thing right you just you 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 think more rationally and you can get through the course easier if you're doing something like that like for example oh yes definitely again you know just giving you a little bit of a reference like if we are in a difficult situation like if i say anything you know bad to you what we are our fight and flight system comes into play so our emotional brain reacts faster than our thinking brain. There is a little bit disconnection between our emotional and thinking brain, which, our, which is our prefrontal cortex. Like what happens is people react when anything bad happens or anything, you know, if I say something bad to you, because it is, there is a lag period of time between the emotional and thinking brain. So when you do meditation, it decreases the gap between your emotional and your thinking brain. That's the reason we are more calmer and we can take more rational and logical uh, decisions. 
I watched the movie one time and he was explaining like kind of what you're saying and it more of a more of like a Hollywood fashion. He was just saying like anger makes you think ir- irrationally. So I'm trying to let the anger pass so I can think smarter type of thing. And I'm like, oh, that makes sense. <laughs> yes. But, yes. Yeah. And what I have, you know, realized that I still get angry sometimes, you know, but now what happens? I can, when I am get, getting angry, I can have a control that, okay, I am getting angry. I can, you know, feel that moment. Before what used to happen, I cannot feel that moment. Now I can feel that moment. I am getting angry because of this issue. And I know that it is going to pass after, you know, few seconds or few minutes. So I can watch my emotion now because of meditation. Yeah, it increases your awareness and your in your self-consciousness of everything that you do. Oh, yes. Because because like when you're when you're just letting emotions flow like naturally, even though like it's not, not, not like it's not natural when you're not when you're aware of it, it's just that you're more conscious of it. You know? Yes, you know, consciousness is the most important thing. You know, I'm very interested in, you know, diving deep into consciousness. You know, what is consciousness? Where does consciousness originate? Whether my conscious level is more than, you know, any other human being? How can we increase our consciousness? Whether dog has the same consciousness as me? Or whether a tree has the same consciousness as, uh, you know, a human being. So, you know, I'm very interested in learning about consciousness and, and whether every human being, what I understand has different level of consciousness. You know, one human being can have the same conscious level as a dog and one human being can have a very high conscious level. I, I'm also wondering that too because because when a lot of people in the spiritual community they're they're trying to achieve a level of consciousness you know like enlightenment and there's like the the levels of consciousness and like the different colors and stuff like that and Mm -hmm. like it's always it's not always like once you treat you once you achieve enlightenment you're enlightened forever like no that's not how it works yes it's always you're always moving up and down the spectrum depending on how you react and how how you like deal with certain situations. And I think it starts with first being aware and then second, making changes in your day-to-day life. For example, my environment, I kind of like, I kind of add things that remind me of, you know, spirituality and to be on that path and not give it to get distracted by things that might, um, put me down a, like either self-sabotage or something that's just going to be distracting, you know? Yes. Yes. I mean, so definitely like, again, you know, as I said, I completely agree with you that enlightenment is something not, you can stay at that stage. It goes up and down. And again, that is the reason we have to keep doing meditation and keep that practice. And, you know, there are situations and circumstances which comes in your life which will bother you and then your conscious level or your awareness goes down. Because what happens when you are dealing with any problem, 
your consciousness or your awareness goes into that situation and that problem. Like, I, you know, I have read Viktor Frankl. I don't know whether you have read Viktor Frankl or not. The man's uh, search for meaning. And, you know, there is a metaphor or analogy that, you know, suffering is something like that. If you fill the cylinder, the empty cylinder with gas, it will fill the cylinder evenly. And same thing with, you know, suffering also. It cannot be, you know, oh, my suffering is less and your suffering is more or my suffering is more, your suffering is less. Suffering fills your conscious mind and your soul completely. And when, you know, any kind of difficult situation is faced, your conscious level goes down. Your main concentration goes to that problem. I agree with the with, with what you're saying about it's like the even suffering on both sides because when when something bad happens that you might have did to somebody else and you feel it, I don't know if this is a good example, but it's kind of like even on both sides. But yeah, I mean suffering is same for everyone. You know, some of the people say, you know, my suffering is more than your suffering, or you know, my life is more tough than your life. Suffering, you know, does not differentiate between, you know, you and me, and it fills your conscious mind and your soul completely, even if it is a, you know, small thing. Like if you are having a tummy ache, now it, it consumes your awareness completely and, you know, your soul completely. Your concentration is, oh, my tummy is hate, you know, aching. And in case of, you know, somebody dies, it's the same, you know, level of consciousness changing, so it's the same, you know, it doesn't varies from one person to other person. So it's what I believe is, you know, suffering is same for everyone. Now we can make it a big issue or we can make it a small issue is up to us. Yeah, in the end, everything is up to what you, how you look at things and what you're going to do about it. Well, yes, means we live in this three pound mass of jelly. Everything is happening here. Now, what you can make of it, it's up to you. Now, is there anything else that I haven't asked or covered that you wanted to share? Maybe like a takeaway from today? Um, means I'm happy with what we have discussed. But if you have any specific question, you know, like, I like to read a lot. So I read a lot and I have a vast knowledge of, you know, in different fields. And I am more, you know, interested in learning about, you know, meditation, about the self-help industry, you know, how to change, why to change, why people don't change. You know, it fascinates me because I deal with so many different people and why our behaviors are so different from the next individual because you know we are all completely different and our behaviors our patterns our values are completely different so i wanted to know more about okay you know why my behavior is completely different from the other person you know and how to change those kind of things interest me I like to talk about, you know, different subjects and I'm open to any questions which you wanted to throw to me and we can discuss, you know, from here. Uh, I, I 
don't really have any other questions that come to mind right now. I'm pretty sure if I if I ponder over it later, I'm gonna be like, oh, I probably have like ten more questions to ask you. But um, I did want to ask for for our listeners and watchers on either Spotify and YouTube, uh, if they if you you could want to share where they can find more more information about you, maybe your website if you have one. So my website is www.zest2live.com. And that is the page for the app. And you can download uh, uh, the Luvo app, which is a completely free app from Google Play Store or App Store uh, from the website only. Or you can go to the Google Play Store or App Play Store and download it. Um, you can reach uh, to my Facebook uh, page, uh, The Man With Zero Talent in Facebook. Uh, you can find me in Spotify as well. If you type my name, Sanjeev Nandi, you can find myself in Spotify. I do have a YouTube channel, uh, which is Luvo Productions. Uh, there are 15 different songs and there are, um, there are information related to the apps, which might be useful to the listeners. So I will definitely suggest you to go down and subscribe to the channel so that you can be updated what is new coming in the app because we are trying to implement like in the next 15 days we are integrating the smartwatch with the Luvo app so it means you know whatever the steps count your heart rate your sleep analysis will directly come from you know whatever watch you have like if you have an apple watch it will come from your watch to the app if you have a Fitbit or smartwatch, you know, any other different watch, it will come to the app that, you know, these are the steps count for the whole day. This is the steps count for the weekly. This is the steps count for monthly. Your heart rate will come, your sleep analysis. So everything will come from the watch. And I think within two months, we'll be doing live meditation and live yoga. And so there will be an instructor who will be doing live sessions for yoga, meditation, healthy eating, so that you, know, you have all the information needed in one app rather than going and subscribing to different apps. I, I like where, where your, your, med uh, your app, Luvo, is going and headed, and I congratulate you on making it. Like that's, it's, it's hard starting a new project and getting out of, your comfort zone and trying new new things it's a good vision that you have and i i'm 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 thrilled that i had you on the podcast today and sorry could you could you repeat the youtube channel was it luvo talent or is that your Spotify? no luvo productions productions okay. productions yeah luvo. okay i got that cool um yeah so that's that's everything for today i'm just gonna plug my my website in here it's the-meta-verse.com where you can find up-to-date podcast information when i get around to updating it <laughs> and the underscore meta underscore verse on instagram and twitter where you can reach out to us have any questions or want to send us your comments or thoughts or any ideas you want to see for the next upcoming podcast but that's it for today and just stick around Sanjeev and we'll uh, talk in the debriefing. <laughs>
All right. Thank you so much. Thank you, Sean. Bye-bye.